Hey, Winnie Boss, is working from home a new reality that will be around for a while? How do we stay mentally clear? How do we maintain those boundaries? How do we stay productive? That's what I want to chat about on this episode. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. My name is Anna Shergunina, and I'm your host. Millions around the globe have made a sudden transition to work remotely, right, when the COVID-19 pandemic unfolded. For many of you, working remotely may have been something you've practiced before, for many, it is completely new life that they have to, accust- to be accustomed to. I was reading an article put out by Harvard Business Review on this topic and really got me thinking uh, because not only it is challenging for a lot of us in a way that all of a sudden the work is blending with our personal life, with our family life. But it also got me thinking is if that's the case and if this reality is here for a while, how productive, right? And how mentally sane do we actually stay where there's not really a clear cut transition of where you're working, right? Your kids are around being homeschooled and, you know, you actually seeing this new way of life is something that we can maintain. I think on the other hand, a lot of people really jumping on this bandwagon, and I can see a lot of it here in the Bay Area, where a lot of tech workers are now rethinking the idea of living here because first of all, rents are crazy expensive, um, and the cost of buying a home is also high, uh, and they don't need to be in the office anymore. So why not travel or go somewhere else because you still can work, right? You can work remotely. And so seeing a lot of, um, a lot of changes there. Um, but what I kind of wanted to focus on um, for, the, for this session is maybe to share a couple of ideas I found to be useful um, in kind of working through this topic. I have my team, Main Street Financial Planning, um, actually all work remotely. We have been working remotely actually for a long, long time. I remember the first the first kind of a taste of remote work I got was in 2011 when Yuri and I moved to California and uh, because we started Main Street Financial Planning back on the East Coast in the Maryland, D.C. area, I did not have any clients or any presence here in the Bay Area. And when I moved, I was still very much tied to being present, right, and being available, at least in my mind, <laughs> thinking back about it. Uh, being present and being available uh, for the clients, right, and my team there. And I remember waking up at 5.45 a.m. It was Pacific time. And, you know, all I had to do uh, is to brush my teeth and then turn my computer 
And 6 a.m., I was logging in so that I can be available, um, you know, and, and, and interact with folks there because it was 9 o'clock East Coast time at that point. Now, that, of course, changed over time because as I grew in my, in my professional role, right, from being an assistant to power planner to, to being an advisor, and this notion that you don't have to come and see somebody in the office really started to transition for us as well. So I've learned over time how um, actually being alone, right? And hopefully I've done it, I've done it for many years, working, working alone or working remotely from the team allows me to, um, to be more productive, to, to stay focused. Um, and actually after a while, I started to see that when we did have opportunity for, for a team to work together, it was actually rather difficult uh, to, to concentrate. Now, of course, the reality we're, we're in is different. Um, it's different when you have to, uh, when you make it a choice, right, to work from home, you can actually go and if it's your own business, you can rent an office. It is very different right now where masses, right, all of us are actually had to be home. And so working on your computer in the middle of your living room or your kitchen where you have maybe your family there, your kids running around um, is, is actually quite different. And so I, I think this concern is valid not only for employees out there, right, or all of us who are working um, for someone else, but also for, for employers at the same time. And, you know, I honestly, I have, like I mentioned, my team is all remote. Not to say that this thought doesn't cross my mind. And I wonder if they, you know, if they're working um, when they say they're working. Um, but I think what for me, it really came down to going back to our company values and what's the, what, what we all said we were going to stand by. And so in giving me that peace of mind as an employer, right, or someone who's, who's, who trusts that the work is going to be done, the client's going to be taken care of, um, and it's really um, on, you know, on my team's plate in terms of, okay, maybe you're not working the nine to five, right, the traditional schedule, but at least I know that you're committed, right? Because we chose as one of our values, core values of our company is, is to have that flexibility, right? And so when you do have that flexibility and you have to do other things and you have other obligations, such as taking care of your family, then, you know, the work is getting done. So that's really helped me have some peace of mind around that I do trust my team 100%. But you can't stop your mind from from wondering whether that's really um, really the case. But I kind of wanted to look at this angle from more of the, from the, from the standpoint of us actually whether you're an employee or an employer because you have to you even employers right all are in the same shoes and, and really kind of think through how to avoid this burnout right because if the scenery doesn't change right if we do the same thing all the time. It, it kind of gets exciting. I remember when we started the, the, the lockdown here in the COVID, it was sort of exciting, I think, the first week. And, and then the second week rolled, rolled and then the third. And so it sort of started all to blend. Um, and of course, you, 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 you seeing how afternoons blend into the evenings. All of a sudden, you work on, uh, on those hours. Weekends blend, uh, weekdays, you know, really turn into the weekends and there's very little time remains, right, for you to have everything else that you want. And, and so I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to approach it. So here are my couple tips that I found 
and and reading actually it's a really good article i'll try to link it here in a uh, in our in our episode uh, by harvard business review um so here's the first one um maintain physical and social boundaries okay and so I want you to think about this. When in the traditional, right, before the whole pandemic unfolded, you've traditionally, right, if you had to go to the office or if you had to go somewhere because that's where your job was, not just working on your computer in your in your home office, you had something called boundary-crossing activities, right? So what that means is you were doing particular things or taking particular steps to transition you, right, to that place of work. And what it really does, I think this whole topic really ties into how strong are we mentally, right? Because physical, right, health, you can get, you can get enough sleep, you can feed your body the good food, right? The healthy, the healthy diet is going to be good. But if our mental health is not where it needs to be, then where things start to be challenging. So these boundary crossing activities, such as getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, taking your shower, having a breakfast, putting your clothes on, putting your makeup on, doing your hair, going, uh, taking your kids to daycare, driving to the office, right? Sitting in your office or going to the meetings or, you know, if I, if I remember about my life before becoming a mom, I would be on the plane a lot. So that was, those were the routines that I was used to. And so what it did, it signaled, signaled to your mind that this was the transitional period, right? So how do we deal with this now? Because today you don't have to go anywhere, right? You just get up and hopefully you still do all those activities that you normally do to get yourself ready, but you can just easily put your yoga pants and go sit in the living room on a couch, pull out your computer and you're working. So think about what kind of activities or routines you can continue keeping for yourself so that it feels like you're transitioning from right, your home into this office environment or, or work environment where you can actually have this tr- kind of a clear-cut vision. And I started to notice that those days where I was not sort of following my normal routines, even just maybe they're reduced a lot because I don't have to dress up as fancy, you know, as nice of our outfits, and I don't have to do my hair as much unless I'm on Zoom meetings. Those are the days that I didn't feel as excited or as productive or as focused. So maintaining those boundaries, right? And it's the same thing at, at the end of the day when you're transitioning, right? What is it that you're doing? If you, for example, in the morning want to have the same kind of a, a transition for your mind when you're going from, from home to the office, instead of in the old days you used to drive a car, go out and take a walk around the block. Because that will help you put some time in between so that you can transition, right? And when you come back, you can freshly sit down and and, and start focusing um, on your work. So the other thing, I think my tip number two would be, and and this notion of busyness is, is really surfacing a lot these days. And so I think that focusing on your important, most important work is, is gonna be the best tool in terms of really keeping you productive, right? So working all the time, because these boundaries, right, for us are not really clear cut. If you have to stop in the middle and take care of your kids or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, um, it's it's not making you productive, right? You're not staying focused. And so if we have to be 
in this mode all the time, then we have to find and focus on the work, right? I know there's there's work that needs to be done, but there's work that has the most the most you know critical the most critical attention that you have to give it, and it's the one that's going to bring the most value. So think about what are those tasks and activities that you need to spend your time on? Because if your your work hours, right, a work day is limited, or if it's broken down in blocks, how can you be the most efficient in that? And my third tip has to do with maintaining temporal boundaries. And so what I mean by that is because the nine to five schedule is no longer going to work, right? The, the demands on our, on our time um, are different. And because if we're taking care of our family, if you have to homeschool your children, if you have aging parents, right? It's very difficult to stay focused, mentally clear, right? And be not only um, in the best well-being phase that you can be, but also be engaging at work. And so when it comes to the team environment, right? And that's why I started actually talking about the team values um, that actually really help you have more peace of mind that when you work across time zones, when you work across schedules, you actually have your expectations set pretty clearly. When everybody is going to be available, when are they going to respond to your messages, right? So that it's not only impacting the workload that you're doing, it also setting proper right environment, even though you can't see those people, but how you respond right to their requests and, and, and their messages. I can attest to this because my team is located in all three time zones in U.S. So we're Pacific, Central, actually Mountain, four, and uh, East Coast time. So it's really, and I had to, I've been doing this for almost 10 years where somehow I live in a different time zone. It's like my day really does go like that where my mind is focused on, okay, what's the time zone? East Coast is going home. It's two o'clock. We have to wrap up things and, you know, I've got to, I've got to have that in the back of my head because if the team goes home uh, and do, you know, do the rest of their life at two o'clock Pacific here, then it doesn't, right, it doesn't help me. So having, having that respect for them, I think is really important. And so finding, finding those boundaries, whether it's communication wise, if you guys are using tools like Slack, that's the tool for communication we have internally. Or if you're using Asana, we use Asana more for business communication and kind of project management that also helps helps to avoid those, right, miscommunication. Or for example, if you're not reading your emails all the time, it helps to kind of keep all the work moving forward. Now, we're kind of talking about this internally, right? All of these sort of ideas is, is to, as to how you stay sane. But what about your clients? What about the people to whom you provide services or products, right? How do you show up for them? And so I think it all starts really um, at the core of, you know, where you are um, and how you do well, right, with your day, with your mental space. And so I'm really interested to explore this topic definitely further. It's definitely not not easy. And who knows how long we're going to be working um, in this kind of environment. And I'm still hearing a lot of conversations of folks who looking at this new opportunity, right, just like the, the tech workers here in the Bay Area, and saying, well, maybe perhaps we don't have to go back to the office. And so I'm interested to see, I, I know you all too, what's gonna happen in the next couple of years as we transition back. And is there really gonna be a life 
in a way that we used to have. So these are just a few of my ideas, tips, observations to help you maintain your sanity and feel less burned out. Because I think I really truly believe that burnout is not is not real. It's really more around how you deal with all these external things that are coming at you. Um, so yeah, share with me what you guys are doing. How are you staying on the top of all of this? And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.